Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Saturday, January 20th. It is also year five. This is season five of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. And with the start of 2018, that means we need to do a few things. One of those is going over some of the predictions that Dan and I made last season. Um, I'm going to be doing that without him because Dan's not here today. He's got some family things going on at home, so it's it's just me, just Dave. And uh, the one thing we're going to go over this week, along with our uh, our usual news and notes, um, we have gambling. It's it's a, the NFL uh, conference championship weekend, so of course there's some gambling that's going to be going on. We have um, some spreads on the games, as well as some prop bets that we were allowed to put some money down. On and that's what we'll be doing. But uh, before we get to the news and notes, we also have a fantasy girl. You got questions, comments, concerns? Feel free to email us cffpodcast at hotmail dot com or you can get Dan at strap nineteen seventy one at yahoo dot com. As always, check out the website mycffl dot com. Everything that uh, we're going to be talking about will be on there. Uh, the gambling, the bets, the fantasy girl. You know, the important stuff. It's it's the off-season for fantasy football, so not much to talk about. A couple things news and notes-wise uh, regarding players you may be interested in next year or or things going on with teams and what's going to be happening in the, in the conference championship games this weekend. Um, but before that, we're going to go over our, our predictions for how we thought last season would end for each team. And we're going to start in the AFC. The AFC North. Uh, it finished off with Pittsburgh first place, Baltimore second, Cincinnati third, and Cleveland pulling up the bottom. Now, I, I had Cleveland pulling up the bottom. I was just, I guess, a little uh, overambitious with their win total. I, I thought they were going to go 3-13. and But uh, instead, they went 0-16, was not pretty. And they finished in fourth place with the first pick in the draft. In third place, the Cincinnati Bengals at nine and se- uh, or at seven and nine. I had them. I I had them in second place for that division, going nine and seven, but uh, not off by too much, but off enough to not be right. In second place, the Baltimore Ravens. They finished nine and seven. I had them. I had them in second place. Or wait, no, I had them in third place. They finished in second. I had them going eight and eight, but uh, not pretty for the Baltimore Ravens. And then finally, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I had them finishing first, but I had them. I thought they'd be tied with Cincinnati, and I thought uh, Pittsburgh would win on the tiebreakers. I had them going in as the number four seed. They ended up going in as the number two seed. Um, they finished thirteen and three. Uh, I thought. I didn't think Le'Veon Bell would make it through the season. This is the one year where I, I was wrong about that. He did make it through the season. Um, they finished 13-3. and I had them finishing 9-7. and seven. 
A lot of stuff going down in Pittsburgh right now, though. Um, a lot of cancer on the team. Uh, people not getting along with everybody. Uh, Big Ben not getting along with his offensive coordinator, which we'll get into with the news. But uh, that, that's how your AFC North finished. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincy, Cleveland, which moves us on to the AFC East. Fourth place, New York Jets. I had them finishing 4-12. and 12. They ended up finishing 5-11. and 11. Not off by too much. Uh, third place team, the Miami Dolphins. I had them finishing second. I thought they'd be 9-7. and seven. I thought be, they'd be a lot better than they were. Maybe they would have been had Ryan Tannehill not gotten hurt. Um, they ended up finishing 6-10. and 10. Buffalo Bills were a complete surprise to me. I had them finishing in third place, but they ended up in second. I had them going 5-11, and 11, but they ended up 9-7. and seven. Complete surprise, even though the head coach of that team tried to destroy that team by taking the starting quarterback out and putting in somebody for a game for no apparent reason whatsoever. Um, and then the team that is probably the luckiest team in the NFL history, the New England Patriots, for having having to play in the AFC East. They could probably, well, they would have won that division handily with 10 wins. Uh, they ended up going 13-3. and three. That's exactly where I had them. I had them taking the number one seed in the AFC, which they did get. Um, moving on to the AFC South. Now, I wonder, though, this could be the year where the New England Patriots, this could be the downfall of what, you know, the cheating dynasty, I guess you could call it, uh, could be over with. Uh, they're going to be losing Josh McDaniel to Indianapolis. Looks like they're going to be losing uh, Matt Patricia, the the clown that is. I, I would never have him as a coach on my NFL team ever if I owned a team. There's no way I'd want a guy who pulled the crap that he pulled last year after the Super Bowl uh, wearing a T-shirt with Roger Goodell. No matter how much I don't like Roger Goodell, you you don't clown up the whole thing and wear a t-shirt with him dressed as a clown that's just unprofessional and but i, I that that team's going to be falling apart I, I can't imagine them continuing with their dynasty the way they have been let's move to the afc south um <laughs> fourth place the houston texans the, this division i had completely wrong all over the place which i think most people would have I had I had Houston finishing in uh, first place or in second place. They ended up in fourth. I had them eight and eight. Um, I know everybody's saying they're only in fourth place because of Deshaun Watson, but if you remember correctly, I mean I, I know there's a lot of talking heads out there calling Deshaun Watson this great, amazing. Oh my God! If if only he wouldn't have gotten hurt, quarterback. But just remember, he didn't start the season as their starting quarterback. It they only brought him in. Because the guy they did have starting was horrible. Uh, they ended up finishing the season at 4-12. and Third place team, the Indianapolis Colts. That's exactly where I had them. I had them at 8-8 eight and eight also. Um, but they ended up at 4-12, and 12, tied with the Houston Texans. I had those two teams tied with the same record, just not as bad as what they actually were. Indianapolis, like I said, probably getting Josh McDaniel as soon as New England's... Um, Flushed out of the playoffs probably this weekend. Who knows? Um, Indianapolis Colts, third place. Second place, 
the Tennessee Titans. I had them actually winning this division at 10 and 6, getting a number 3 seed, but they ended up at 9 and 7. And uh they end up with a wild card. Which leaves us with Jacksonville, the team I can't imagine anybody would have had. I don't even think Jacksonville fans thought they would finish the season in first place in their division. They ended up with a number 4 seed. They went 10 and 6. I had them like I said, in fourth place at 7-9. But uh, congratulations to Jacksonville. They'll be playing New England this weekend in the AFC Conference Championship. And finally, the AFC West. Fourth place, the Denver Broncos. I had them in fourth place. I thought they would uh, finish the season 7-9. and nine. Close. They were 5-11. and 11, But uh, still, when you have a team without a quarterback, as the Packers found out this year, that's what happens. In third place, the Oakland Raiders. This, I think, surprises pretty much everyone. I had Oakland finishing in first place. I had them winning the number two seed at 11-5. and five. Who knew they would finish 6-10? and 10? They were just unable to play up to their potential. The, the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, and uh, they finished in third place in their division. Second place, you have the L.A. Chargers at 9-7. and seven. I had them finishing 9-7. and seven. Also, I just had them in third place. Um, I had them behind Kansas City, who I thought was going to take second place. Kansas City actually won the division. Um, I had them at 10-6. and six. They finished the season at 10-6, and six, uh, which was enough to win the division with number three seed. And uh, that, that's how the AFC finished out. We move to the NFC, starting with the NFC North, the best division in all of professional football. Fourth place, the Chicago Bears. I had them finishing in third. I had them at 6-10. and 10. They actually finished 5-11. and 11. Not bad <laughs> for a team with a rookie quarterback, but um, pretty close to what I thought they would be. Now, third place, Green Bay Packers. Only finished in third place, and everybody knows this because Aaron Rodgers was lost for the season due to a cheap shot from the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Green Bay finished third. I had them in first place at 13-3, and three, getting the number one seed in the NFC North. That did not happen. Went to the Vikings. Or actually, Vikings got a second seed. Uh, Packers actually finished 7-9 and nine after a disappointing season. Uh, cost the the ouster of the offensive coordinator. Cost the, cost the ouster of of the defensive coordinator who should have been gone a while ago. Also um, lost the the general manager. They moved him to some figurehead position in the league, in the team, and uh, they brought in a new general manager. Uh, a lot of turnaround this year for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got bored by himself, so he started dating the worst driver in NASCAR history, Danica Patrick. Don't understand that. But oh well. Second place, the Detroit Lions. I had them finishing 9-7. and seven. They actually did finish 9-7. and seven. I had them, however, making the playoffs, and that was not to be. I had them as number 5 seed, and that didn't happen. Which leaves us with the Minnesota Vikings number 1 in the NFC North. Um, I had them finishing 3rd at 8-8. Eight and eight. They ended up 13-3. and three. Um, Completely played above their heads. Don't know how they did that. Uh, Third-string quarterback most of the season after Sam Bradford went down. 
and uh, they finished 13-3. and They'll be playing in the NFC Championship game this weekend against your Philadelphia Eagles, where we go next, the NFC East. Fourth place, New York Giants. This was probably my worst division uh, predictions at all of all of the NFL this year. New York Giants finished in fourth place. I had them in first. I had them going ten and six, getting a number three seed. They actually finished three and thirteen. Horrible. Third place, uh, we have the Washington Redskins, who I had in fourth. Um, I had them with a seven and nine record. They actually did finish with a seven and nine record. Um, and surprisingly, very surprisingly, didn't cost anybody a job in, in Washington, finishing in third place in their division with a below 500 record. Second place, the Dallas Cowboys. I also had the Dallas Cowboys finishing second. I had them in nine and seven. They did finish in nine and seven. I had I thought they'd be getting a number six uh, wild card seed. They ended up not making the playoffs at all. And then finally, the Philadelphia Eagles, your number one seed in the NFC. They will be playing the Minnesota Vikings this weekend in Philadelphia. They finished 13-3, and uh, lost Carson Wentz. They uh, may have been 15-1 and had they not lost him, but um, was not pretty towards the end of the season. But they are seem to be back on track with their big-time defense going right now. Uh, Philadelphia finished in first place, 13-3. and NFC South, really quickly, number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were disappointing, to say the least. Finished the season at 5-11. and 11. Um, I had them going 10-6 and six in second place. That didn't happen. Third place, Atlanta Falcons. They made the playoffs as a wild card at 10-6. Uh, and six. I had them in first place at 11-5. and five. Uh, They made the playoffs but uh, fizzled out last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Second place team, the Carolina Panthers. I had them finishing in fourth. I thought they'd be eight and eight. They went eleven and five. How they went eleven and five is beyond me. Yes, their defense is is not horrible, but that offense with with Cam Newton, the overrated Cam Newton, uh, I, I don't get it. And finally, first place team in the NFC South, New Orleans Saints. Ten and six. I thought they would be in third place. They ended up finishing the season at eleven and five. And finally, the NFC West. This um, probably actually turned out to be one of the toughest divisions this year. And uh, there could have been a lot more teams in the playoffs from this division than there actually were. Um, I thought uh, for sure San Francisco was going to be horrible. They were a little better than I thought. I had them finishing 5-11. and 11. They actually finished 6-10. and 10. Seems like Jimmy Garoppolo just may be the franchise answer for that team. Hopefully they're not dumb enough to let him go this offseason. In third place, the Arizona Cardinals. They finished a mediocre 8-8. Eight and eight. I had them winning the division at 9-7, and seven, getting a number 4 seed. But uh, Carson Palmer, just a little too old. He's decided to hang up the cleats. And that leaves Larry Fitzgerald one more year and David Johnson uh, coming back from a broken hand. Second place, the Seattle Seahawks at 9-7. and seven. I had them finishing 9-7 and seven in second place also. Um, I did not have them in the playoffs, which they did not make. They lost that out to the Atlanta Falcons. And finally, the surprise team in the NFC, the 
L.A. Rams. Sean McVay, the youngest head coach in NFL history, took his team to 11-5 and this season and took them to the playoffs. Congratulations to the Rams. Jared Goff playing out of the world. Todd Gurley, probably your NFL MVP this year, unless they just hand it to the chronic master deflator that is Tom Brady again for who knows why. Um, I I think it's going to actually go to Todd Gurley this year, and uh, he actually deserves it. I was not a Todd Gurley fan when he was drafted. Um, Like him, not as much as you would think for a guy who led the league in rushing, but uh, he's helping out the Rams, and and Rams look to be on an upwardly bend and uh, should should do also well next year. Uh, that's it for my the predictions from last year. We'll have more uh, look back at last season's predictions uh, ne- on the next episode when Dan's back. It's a little more fun looking back on some of the bets and everything. This brings us now to the NFL News and Notes. Not a lot to go through, but uh, we got to do it anyway. It's part of the contract. Here we go. That's right, it's time for the news and notes. Season 5 of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. We're in the the playoffs, the NFC Championship. Not a whole lot going on fantasy-wise. I mean, what do you need to know right now? I mean, there's a few things in case you're getting ready, starting planning your draft for next year a little early, but hey, some people do. A few things you're going to want to know. And one of those is there are probably still some people out there who are interested in having Andrew Luck on their fantasy football team. Why? I don't know. As I've been telling you all year, I, I'd i be willing to bet he doesn't play another down in the NFL, that his career is over. I don't know how a guy goes through almost two seasons not playing with a bad shoulder and uh, comes back and has any kind of a career whatsoever that's promising as the way it was supposed to be when he came out of college. Anyway, Colts owner Jim Ursay, he came out and said that Andrew Luck will be back next year with a fierce fire in his eyes. Now, there's a first for everything. I, I mean, I don't know how, how this Jim Ursay guy gets away with this crap all the time. There's still some speculation that Andrew Luck will, will need yet another procedure on his shoulder. Uh, depending on, of course, who, which doctor you listen to. Let's get this guy back under center with his neck beard and his drooling mouthpiece before we start talking about all this non-existent Andrew Luck fire in his eyes. Can we, can we at least do that? He still is unable to throw a football down the field. That doesn't sound like somebody who's going to be back next year with some fierce fire in his eyes. Let's all settle down. Hold off. If, if you really want Andrew Luck, you might just be able to get him in the 10th or 12th round or something later on because I'm telling you right now, mark my words, he's done as an NFL quarterback. Next, John Gruden, officially named head coach of the Oakland Raiders this past week. Now, he was being called, if you remember correctly, he was being called the head coach of the Oakland Raiders while the season was still going on and Jack Del Rio was still with the team. 
Someone needs to explain to me how the Raiders met the requirements of the racist Rooney rule that the NFL has when it comes to hiring NFL coaches. The Raiders were still playing games during the season. Del Rio was still coaching, and the Raiders were telling everyone that Gruden was going to be their next coach. When did they have time to give a poor minority or a poor black man an interview for this position? The Rooney rule was put into place to make sure that minorities would get interviewed for opening uh, for head coach openings uh, by making it mandatory that teams interview one while searching for a head coach. I want to know who the poor bastard was that had to go into the Raiders' office just to satisfy this NFL quota. Word is that the Raiders interviewed USC offensive coordinator T. Martin, the ex-Tennessee volunteer quarterback, and one other minority for the head coach position. And if that's true, because the NFL actually did some investigations into this, and they came back and said that there was no breaking of the Rooney rule, that the the Oakland Raiders met the required interviewing of minority for opening head coach position or whatever it was. I want to know that just because you interviewed a minority person for the job, does that... Does that satisfy the Rooney rule? I mean, like I said, who's crazy enough knowing that they're going to hire uh, John Gruden no matter what? How does talking to a minority, even though they already know who they're going to, what what good does that do for 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 the cause? What good does that do for the cause of the minority? It's almost more discriminatory and racist that they interviewed a couple black guys just just to interview them, even though they knew they weren't going to hire any of them. Is it just me, or, or does somebody else think that the Oakland Raiders blatantly and just outright did not follow the the rules when it comes to the Rooney Rule? Granted, it's no skin off my butt. I am not a fan of the Rooney Rule. I don't, I don't think you should be told that you need to hire or you need to interview a minority for an open head coach position. It's like we're giving away positions to minorities just because we think that they should have them. And rather than giving away a position to a person because they're the most qualified for the position, if a black person or a minority of some other kind is qualified to be the head coach, they should get that job without having to meet, without a team having to meet a Rooney rule, which says you have to talk to them in the first place. If they're good enough, they're going to get the attention. They're going to get the position, as is evident throughout the league already. Speaking of the Rooney rule, can anyone tell me any minority candidate that is getting an interview with all these teams looking for head coaches? This is another thing that's, you've got all these head coaching positions open, and the only time the Rooney rule has come up was when it had to do with the Raiders because the Raiders were stupid in how they went about this, saying before the season was even over that they were going to bring in John Gruden. All I keep hearing is the same names being thrown around for every team, and none of them are minorities. Carson Palmer, moving on. As I mentioned before, he's retiring from the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I, I don't know what this does 
to the fantasy value of people like Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson. I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens in the draft this year, like who they get at a, at a quarterback or if they sign somebody. Uh, maybe Drew Brees decides that he does want some more money and he's not going to give the, the hometown discount to the, to the New Orleans Saints. Maybe he goes and plays a couple more years with the with another team, one of them maybe being the Arizona Cardinals. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But um, I would be leery and careful if you are an owner of a Larry Fitzgerald who he may even be ending his career uh, now that Carson Palmer is done. Who knows? And uh, David Johnson may not be the, the man that he was prior to the, to the hand injury if there isn't a threatening quarterback behind center to take some of the focus off of David Johnson. Um, Jacksonville running back Leonard Fournette, he was involved in a minor car accident this last Tuesday, but apparently he's been uh, cleared and said that he escaped the injury without suffering any serious injuries. Tom Brady hurt himself during practice this week after he got into a collision with Rex Burkhead during practice on the field. He allegedly jammed his throwing hand or wrist. Uh, Apparently his thumb is hurting. Uh, Brady went in for x-rays on the injured wrist and was told that there is no damage. And um, here comes me and my... Mr. Skeptical again, but uh, does this all sound like a little BS to you? I mean, it isn't like Brady and the Patriots aren't known for cheating and misleading everyone when it comes to the day-in and day-out operations of their football team. How many seasons have the Patriots and Bill Belichick been screwing with the injury report with Tom Brady and other players on the team? Um just to do it. Uh, luckily for everyone, word is that Brady will be ready to go for Sunday's conference championship game. Now, if you, of course, listen to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady during their press conference, you would think that uh, Tom Brady practically doesn't even have a hand, and it's, oh my gosh, it's, it's highly unlikely that he's going to play. Who knows? We won't, It'll be a game-time decision. Oh my gosh, it, it's so am- so horrifying, this this injury that he has. Um, call him BS. Um, he's going to play. <laughs> there is no way Tom Brady is not on the field during that game. Now, will he be Tom Brady um, that we all remember winning the MVPs? No one really knows, I guess. But uh, maybe they can just take a little more air out of the ball so it, it's a little easier for him to hold while he's playing. And finally, as, as I mentioned in my uh, AFC North predictions and looking back, is the bloom off the rose in Pittsburgh. Like I've been saying quite a few times this season, things are just not right with the Steelers behind closed doors. Now look what happened. Crybaby Ben Roethlisberger was successful in getting offensive coordinator Todd Haley fired from his position with the team. It all started when Big Ben, Big Baby Ben started putting out messages on social media stating that he does not have the freedom to change a play call to a quarterback sneak if it is needed during the game. Now, much like the last story dealing with Tom Brady, does anyone out there actually believe 
that a veteran all-pro quarterback does not have the freedom to go up to the line of scrimmage when a team needs less than a yard for a first down and change a play call to a quarterback sneak if he sees that that may be the right call in that position. Again, the BS meter that I was blessed with when I was born is going off like crazy. Everybody knows that Ben Roethlisberger and Todd Haley have not seen eye-to-eye recently, and and uh, the head coach does not have apparently any power in the locker room to keep crap down and uh, keep the team together, just letting stuff go, letting stuff go. And it all started, you remember when this all started? When the team, the Pittsburgh Steelers started falling apart, when when the national anthem protest this year started, when the whole team stayed in the in the locker room and uh, Villanueva came out on into the tunnel and stood for the national anthem, that's when all this stuff started going down. When when people started getting grumpy with each other and Martavis Bryant was asking for to be traded and uh, Antonio Brown was acting like a child. Ben Roethlisberger and Todd Haley were at each other's throat. Much like the New England Patriot dynasty is done, much like I'm telling you that I believe Andrew Luck has played his last game as an NFL quarterback, I'm telling you the Pittsburgh Steelers are falling apart and their run as a number one team or close to a number one team is also finished. And with that, the news is done, everybody, and it's time for some NFL Championship Conference Championship Gambling. You ready? Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I gotta warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here as they do at them regular casinos. That's right, everybody. It's time for some NFL sports investing. The number one Rated part of this podcast next to, of course, the Fantasy Girl. It's time to make some money by betting on some NFL games. Not a lot going on this week. Like I said, just two games, the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship. And, of course, I have two bets for each. I have I have a, a side and I have a total um, for both games. We're going to start with the Jaguars versus the Patriots. Uh, when the game opened... The Jaguars were a nine-point underdog. At that time, I said right there, I'm taking the Jaguars. I'm I'm taking the nine points. I think the Jaguars may actually just win this game outright. And then it all started to happen. Uh, Brady ran into Burkhead during practice, and all the talk about um, Brady may not be playing, all that happened. And, and before... Anything really got out into the into the public, and all the news started being made about Brady and his questionable status for Sunday. Huge, huge money came in on the Jaguars at plus nine to the point where the sports books, at least one in particular, one online sports book, took the game off the 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 board altogether, and. Then all of a sudden, the point spread started coming down. Right now, I believe it's at either seven or or six and a half or seven uh, New England favored. But uh, it, it went down that far just with the, the crap that the 
the Patriots are pulling with Tom Brady. But I was lucky enough to get the Jaguars plus nine. We took that. I am also taking the over 46 in that game. Uh, there's going to be some points scored. Uh, either either Jacksonville's going to, <laughs> I don't know how, but uh, they seem to score at will against Pittsburgh. So I don't see why it can't happen against New England. The defense is, is worse than Pittsburgh's. Um, and Pittsburgh scored against the number two defense in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars, last week. So I can't imagine that won't happen again with, with uh, unless Tom Brady really is bad, badly hurt. But And then I'll probably take it on the chin with that one. But uh, I took the over 46, and I took Jacksonville plus nine. The next game, Vikings versus Philadelphia. Right now, uh, Philadelphia is a three-and-a-half-point underdog. Um, I actually went the money line on this game. I took Philadelphia to win the game. Uh, the payoff was better. I got plus 150 on that. So um, I took that. I took Philadelphia to win. I also took the over in this game. That is a 39-point number. So I took the over on that. And then, as they do all the time, just to bring in a little more money, there are tons of prop bets that you can make. The first one being, how many interceptions will there be in a conference championship round? So two games, you have either over or under three and a half. I went with the under three and a half on that. Next one, the longest successful field goal in a conference championship round. It's over or under 50 and a half yards. I went with over, over 50 and a half. Um, the most points scored by any team in the conference championship round. Uh, I took over 34 and a half. And then there's, will any touchdown called on the field be overturned in the conference championship round? I put yes. I took yes. That was a plus 200. Um, I'm sure there's going to be something where where one of the zebras want to be on TV a little more and there's going to be another big catch controversy. Um, <clears throat> next one, will either game go into overtime in a conference championship round? I said no. And then we have just a few more. Will the Stephon Diggs winning touchdown be shown on TV during the broadcast of the Vikings-Eagles game? Of course it will. It It's the only thing the Vikings have had all season. It is the only thing... It's it's the the only reason the Vikings are in this game whatsoever. They're going to be showing that that play numerous times. Now it does have to be between the kickoff and the final whistle of the game. So um, that means <laughs> I have to watch that damn game. Oof. But I did say yes. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown in the conference championship round? I took yes. Will there be a fake punt attempt in the conference championship round? I said no. Will there be an onside kick attempt in the conference championship round? I said yes. And will there be a successful two-point conversion in the conference championship round? I said no. And finally, will there be a safety in the conference championship round? I said no. So that's it for the conference championship Bets and props. There's a few 
prop bets that you can make for the Super Bowl that are out already. Um, and these are them. They have your can pick who will win the MVP award. Um, I made five. I picked eight players. Yeah, I know, I know. What are you going to do? I got Tom Brady. I got Case Keenum. I got the Gronk. I have Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Brandon Cooks, Fletcher Cox, and Jalen Ramsey. Those are my picks for NFL MVP, and the payoffs are really good on there. Granted, uh, none of them are... <laughs> I have a couple players just from the team that I think are actually going to be in the Super Bowl that I would like to see in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to, if everything goes the way I think it's going to go, I'm going to uh, be out some money. <laughs> but uh, I, I made those eight bets because no matter what I do, if, if any of those guys win, I, I'm going to make money on that whole bet of eight players. And finally, they have. All the possible matchups for the Super Bowl right now. So you got Jags against the Vikings, Jags against Eagles, Pats, Vikes, Pats, Eagles, Vikes, Jags, Vikes, Pats. Eagles beat Jags, Eagles beat Pats. I put $5 on each one of them again. The uh, lowest payoff on there is going to be like 30 bucks. So even with that, I'll, I'll, I'll make the money on that. So we, we took them all. And then... Uh, because why, what the hell? It's only money, right? And uh, that's that's it for the gambling this week, everybody. Remember, don't bet any more you can afford to lose, and it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing. With that, it's time. Well, we don't actually have to go into the bar, do we? Because Dan's not here, and the only reason we go in there is so that he can get a drink. So we'll just play the theme, and we'll get our fantasy drill done. The number one segment of the Fantasy Football Podcast, the Chairhead Fantasy Football Podcast. It's time for the Fantasy Girl of the Week. And remember, she is available for you to check out on the website, myCFFL.com. MyCFFL.com. Go to the website, the top of the page, there's a little, little bar, and you can go to Fantasy Girl, and you can check out this week's Fantasy Girl. Her name, Julia Leskova. She's a Latvian model of ethnic Russian descent. She was born on July 4th, 1988 in Dogavaz Pils, Latvia. She studied music and dance from a young age when she was enrolled in ballet by her mother at the age of five and studied piano at the age of seven. She studied Latin American and ballroom dancing for seven years before taking an interest in modeling. Julia was discovered by Latvia's most prestigious modeling agency and was working consistently within a year. She landed her first cover for a national Latvian magazine at the age of 16. She also won the Best Model of the World Award in Turkey. I, I don't know how they make a determination that this is the best model in the world when, when the contest is held in Turkey. In 2009, Julia made her first trip to Los Angeles for a modeling job. 
There she would fall in love with the city and would quickly consider it to be her home. Since moving to L.A., Julia has worked on national campaigns like Guess and for various other top fashion models and magazines. She is working in New York and Miami as well. She continues to reside in Los Angeles while developing her body skin care line and pursuing other passions in addition to modeling. The gorgeous Latvian stands 5 foot 10 inches tall. She has blue eyes and dark brown hair. She wears a size 2 dress, and her measurements are 34C, 24, 35. Your Fantasy Girl of the Week for the first episode of Season 5, Julia Leskova. Enjoy. And that's it, everybody, for this episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Remember, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you want to suggest a fantasy girl, we have an email for next week uh, where a listener has actually suggested a a fantasy girl. So we'll be using her for that. Um, You got questions, comments, concerns, email us, cffpodcast at hotmail.com or you can get Dan at strap1971 at yahoo.com. Until next time, enjoy watching the conference championship games this this Sunday, and uh, hopefully your team wins, and we'll talk to you next time. Be good.